What is up, Niner fans? It is Rob Stats Carrera here with you. This is the Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. And what do you know? Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala didn't forget how to coach after all. It is a happy recap tonight. The Niners get the 24-16 win over the Rams, and I have never, ever been happier to be wrong. I thought this game was going to be ugly. I thought it was going to be a blowout by the Rams. And I was totally and completely wrong, and we're going to get into all of it. We're going to break it down. I'll give you my take on what happened. We'll talk about some of the key injuries, and then I'm going to get into some of the post-game reaction. Uh, Kyle had some interesting quotes after the game. Players are still speaking now, so I'll react to those sort of on the fly. Wanted to get this out to you as soon as possible. And look, it was exactly the game that you needed it to be from a 49ers perspective, especially in the first half. That first half went pretty much perfectly from a game script perspective. It was exactly how the 49ers drew it up. It was as if Kyle Shanahan and Robert Sala had just spent the entire week doing nothing but listening to sports talk radio because all week, what did everybody say? They got to run the ball more. They have to pound the run. They got to protect Jimmy Garoppolo. Why don't we see the wide receiver sweeps more? Where's Jermichael Hasty? It was unbelievable. At pretty much everything that we had said all week, that we had said on this network, came to pass. And lo and behold, the 49ers get the win. You could see the game plan from the first possession of the game. The 49ers get the ball. They go right down the field. They got Debo running sweeps. They're throwing short touch passes with Garoppolo behind the line of scrimmage. He's doing a little drop pass, I should say. Not a touch pass, a drop pass. They were running the ball with Mostert. They didn't want to have Jimmy drop back early, get hit a couple times, maybe get sacked. They didn't want any of that snowball avalanche type stuff to come out and take the 49ers out of the game. Instead, they went down the field, they protected the ball, they protected Garoppolo, and they got a touchdown early, and it just set the tone for the entire game. And that was clearly the game plan. They did it every series, pretty much the entire game. The only time they had Jimmy Garoppolo drop back was pretty much when he absolutely had to. Or, or when the Rams were just putting so many guys at the line of scrimmage in short plays that, that Kyle had to run either a, an RPO or a play action and had a couple one-on-one looks. This is a game the 49ers do not win if they don't have Kyle Shanahan as a head coach. Because I don't know that another coach could draw up this kind of game plan. There are maybe two or three others in the entire league that could have drawn up a game plan where it's basically like in the passing era, where drop-back passing has never been easier. The whole sport is engineered so that you can drop back and pass, and the 49ers had to come up with a game plan that was the complete opposite of that. They had none of that, and they did, and they moved the ball effectively. The 49ers had 70 plays for 390 total yards in the game, and that was maybe with five to seven like explicit drop-back passes in the entire game. It's incredible. They don't win this game if Kyle Shanahan is not drawing up the game plan. Now to the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo was 23 of 33 for 268 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Looks like a fantastic line, right? It is the most deceptive stat line of all time. I don't know the exact number yet because I've seen it a couple different numbers in different places. But depending on where you look, about 230 of the 268 passing yards for Jimmy Garoppolo came after the catch. 
At one point, the 49ers had more yards after the catch than Garoppolo had passing yards. Now, I don't mean that to knock Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got a bum ankle, and the game plan was exactly that. Get the guys the ball, let him run after the catch. It wasn't a ding Garoppolo, but I'm also not going to say he had a great game. Kyle protected him. He did what he needed to do to get the win. And that's how it's going to have to be for the 49ers for the foreseeable future, for the next six, seven weeks at least. Just gut it out. No style points. I said this to Brandon Lee Gowton on the SB Nation NFL show that I host on Tuesdays. I'm done grading style points in a pass-fail business. This season, once Bosa goes down and Sherman goes down and Ford is out and Kittle goes down, this season went from style points to pass-fail. That's all it is now for the Niners. Survive in advance. Maybe they wouldn't have beaten a bunch of other teams tonight, but they only played one and they beat the team they played. The 49ers ran the ball 37 times in this game. Only averaged 3.3 yards per carry. So what? Pound it. Just keep pounding it. They had to. They knew what they had to do, and they didn't stray from it. And part of the reason they didn't stray from it is because they didn't have to, because this defense balled out tonight. What a difference not having Brian Allen be one of your starting cornerbacks make. Welcome back, Emmanuel Mosley. He was great. Jason Verrett is outstanding. If he can stay healthy, he is a lockdown corner. He was targeted six times tonight in the game, gave up one catch for four yards, and had an interception on a fourth and goal play that was actually bigger for the 49ers than I think people realize because if he just knocks it down, they take over at the line of scrimmage, which I think was like the five or six. But because he intercepts it, they get the ball to 20. Now, they didn't do anything with the possession, but they weren't backed up at the goal line. And as we saw later in this game, that matters. Time and again, the 49ers defense stepped up. Whether it was Dre Greenlaw, who made a bunch of rangy plays tonight. Fred Warner, who was unbelievably good. He is so good. They had a stat during the game. The average distance he runs per tackle, I think, was like 20 yards or something like that. He's everywhere for the 49ers. There were so many plays that the Rams had blocked up, especially runs around the edge, that looked like they were going to go for big plays. And Warner just comes right over the top, gets to the edge, basically at the same time as the running back, and shuts it down. Either turns it back inside or makes the tackle himself. He is unbelievably good. He may be the 49ers' best player, and that's even when Bosa's healthy. He's that good. And I love, by the way, that the 49ers have a defense that has so many good players that we could have that debate. Kyle had said during the week that the 49ers just needed their offense to practice together. They hadn't had a chance to have all their guys practice. Mostert and Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and everybody healthy at the same time. They had that this past week, and I think it showed. Their run blocking was better. There was more cohesion with the run blocking. The receivers were blocking better, which is something they had issues with earlier in the year. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be right for the rest of the season just through the nature of that injury. So maybe the game plan will be a little more conservative like we saw tonight. But going forward, this is the kind of offense the 49ers are going to have even when everybody is healthy. They want to stretch you horizontally. They want to run the ball and they want to run play action. And it worked perfectly tonight. And while we're giving props to people, I got to give a shout out to the offensive line. They were great tonight. Not good. Great. They ran 70 plays. The Rams had two pressures the entire game. Not two sacks, two pressures. They were both by Aaron Donald. Now, I will say, Ben Garland got injured. He had a calf injury. 
Ronis Grasso had to come in. Trent Williams was evaluated for concussion at one point during the game, but luckily he was okay. He came back into the game. So there may be a little more shuffling on the offensive line next week, but we'll worry about that this week, not tonight. Tonight is all happy. Tonight is all celebration. One more note on Garoppolo, because I do want to mention, I want to try and be fair to him. He did have a couple of good throws that were dropped. He had a key third down throw to Bourne late in the second half that would have would have resulted in a first down had Bourne caught it, but it hit him right in the hands. It was right in stride, and I don't know if he was just looking to run with it or what happened, but he dropped it. Kittle had a third down play that he could have converted. The ball was sort of low, a little far away from him, but it did still hit him in the hands. He was upset with himself afterwards for dropping it. So Garoppolo could have probably had a couple of better statistics if those guys make those catches but he also missed a wide open Kyle Juszczyk what is it with this team no quarterback can hit an open Kyle Juszczyk poor guy he was wide open on the left sideline it was in a key spot and he was schemed perfectly by Kyle and Jimmy just missed him and that's something I want to that brings me to another point Kyle Shanahan went to his money plays again and again whether it was the wide receiver sweeps that we saw not just on the opening drive like usual, it was late in the game on money downs, including the the third down that iced the game. Third and seven, I think it was. Third and seven, minute and 40 left, balls at the 49ers 38-yard line, and they run that little touch pass to Debo coming around the edge, and my God, Debo Samuel was not going to be denied. Just crashes into the defenders like two or three yards short of the first down and powers his way over it. But that was Kyle going to the money plays. Even the play to Juszczyk, it was second and eight at the Rams' 49-yard line. It was 7.53 left in the fourth. Kyle needed a big play. He didn't want to have to go to third down. So he dialed up a play to Juszczyk. And I was literally thinking at the time, man, why don't they go to that play that, that they missed last week to Juszczyk? And sure enough, there he is. They moved him in a different spot, but it was pretty much the same play. And he's wide open and Jimmy missed it. Now, it was mitigated a little bit because he was able to hit Kittle on the next play and still got a first down, but he was there. So, it was an up-and-down night for Garoppolo. Could have had a little better numbers if some guys had made some catches, but also missed some open throws. He also had what could have been a pick six at the goal line before he throws a touchdown to Ayuk. He tries to throw an out to Trent Taylor, and for some reason, he just can't seem to get the rhythm down with Taylor on these outs. He was rolling to his right, and maybe the ankle was a factor here. Tried to throw it to Taylor. It was behind him. It was almost a pick six, but it was dropped in the next play. He throws a touchdown pass. So if you see a bunch of praise for Jimmy Garoppolo tonight, just slow your roll. It wasn't as good as it looked, but it wasn't bad. And that's fine. If the defense is going to play like that, that's what you need from him. All right, let's get into some of the post-game comments here. Boy, this is so much nicer when I don't have to get so mad. Ooh, how about this tweet from Mike McGlinchey? Still here. Hard words from a hard man. McGlinchey took a lot of heat over the past week, and I think it was well-deserved, personally. But you know what? He played well tonight. Congratulations, Mike. You did your job. Jimmy Garoppolo says, The team wasn't happy with how they played the last two weeks. He adds that there was a different feeling during practice this week. Okay, that's good. But where the hell was that last week? You lost to Philadelphia in a game you should have won. Where was that last week before the Dolphins game? It's great that you had it this week, but we could have used it a couple weeks earlier. And I hope it sticks around for this week, too. 
This is interesting. I just happened to see this popped up on the top of my timeline. Aaron Donald and Sean McVay, both unprompted, cited the early gain by Debo Samuel as a momentum builder as they all thought he was down. And then added, missed tackles in the first half was especially a killer, which is true. And that, that's Debo. It was a play early in the game. Looked like Debo had a nice gain, and he wasn't down at all. And he got up, and it ended up being a 35-yard gain, which was great. And the best part of it, nobody knew if he was down or not. But what did the 49ers do? They hustled to the line, and they got a playoff before anybody could have time to review the play. I loved it. The 49ers were on it. They came out with urgency right away. They were running the money plays, and when they worked and they got a break, and maybe Debo was down, maybe he wasn't down, they didn't leave it in anybody else's hands. They took control of the situation, got to the line, and ran another play. And they actually probably false started on the hurry-up play, but the referees didn't call it, so oh well. It was nice to see them come out and all be on the same page for once. I felt like that had been missing the past couple weeks. Everybody, Some people were on the same page, but it wasn't everybody, and it wasn't every play. Tonight it was. Debo Samuel technically had one carry for minus six yards in the game. It's the one time I saw those that sweep play for the wide receiver not worked. Six catches for 66 yards and a touchdown in the box score. Uh, I don't know how many of those yards came actually past the line of scrimmage for Debo, but hey, it was working, so who cares? I don't care what you classify him as as long as they still count. Here's a good quote from Kyle. When you get embarrassed like that, you can find out a lot about your team. Yeah. They played well tonight, but how about not getting embarrassed in the first place? You know, I, I sort of prefer that route. And speaking of Kyle, you know, he said this week he wasn't going to bring back the red trucker hat from last season, that he's not very superstitious. But everybody noticed Kyle Shanahan had a different hat on than he's worn all year tonight. He ditched that gray hat and the whole gray look, thank God. Instead, he went with the black hat with the red 49ers script on it. Still an ugly hat. Apparently, he needs help with his hat game. Because they're all stink. Although, to be fair to him, there aren't that many good-looking 49er hats for some reason. But he had a different hat. They played like a different team. Are they related? I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Eric Armstead called Jason Verrett's end zone interception on the 4th and 1 the biggest play of the year. I don't know about that, but it was pretty friggin' big. Because the Rams are driving. They're in position to really make a game out of it. Really put the pressure on the 49ers. All night, though, that defense was bend, don't break. It was a really impressive performance by the defense. Jimmy Ward said he wants to buy, or he needs to buy, I should say, Jason Verrett a stake for making that interception because I guess uh, Ward kind of blew it, so Verrett picked up the slack. But whatever works, again, it's a pass-fail business. No style points. Verrett made the interception. Who cares about anything else? Lake and Tomlinson on the offense's health. Having all of our guys back, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it kind of is. Part of me can't help but wonder what the record would be if they had Bosa and Sherman and Quan and Mosley for the whole year. But this is where we are. And this is where we are right now. And the 49ers are 3-3 three and three after six weeks. And I see some fans who are throwing it back in my face that I said the season was over a few weeks ago. I would like to point out the 49ers were helped a little bit this week by what happened around the league. But if the 49ers lost the game tonight, I was going to say that the playoffs were not possible, and they didn't. And so you know what I have to say? As of right now, the playoffs are definitely still possible for the 49ers. You look at the NFC, there is no NFC team without warts. None. The Seahawks have the best record, right? Well, their defense is on pace to give up more yards than any defense has ever given up in the history of the NFL. Everybody's got warts. 
The Bears are 5-1, and one, but their quarterback is Nick Foles. Tampa Bay is 4-2. and two. Their quarterback is an ancient Tom Brady. The Saints, they're 3-2. and two. Packers are 4-1. and one. How'd they look today? They got absolutely steamrolled by Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers actually played a good pass defense. Mm, not so good. Two interceptions, a pick six. First game with two interceptions for Aaron Rodgers in like three years, I think it was. Everybody in the NFC, I'm not even going to get into the NFC East, forget about that. Everybody's got warts. And so in a conference full of warts, three and three means you're still in it. It was just so refreshing to see the 49ers do the things that so many of us thought were so obvious. All week long we talked about it and it was so nice to see it. You know, sometimes my wife asks me why do I yell at the television? There's a chance they might hear me. And it seems like they heard me for once. And not just me, pretty much everybody that was saying it. Kyle Posey, Akash Anavarathan, Niner Nate. I think he changed his Twitter name to run the effing ball. Now, one last thing before I go. There were some injuries, and we talked about them a little bit. Raheem Mostert has an ankle. We don't know his status. Kyle said he wasn't sure after the game. I'm sure they'll get an MRI tomorrow. When he was out, the whole offense changed. He is massive to this offense. And it's funny because I and many other 49er fans were ready to trade him in the offseason when he said he wanted more money. He is way more valuable than I realized. Look, I was wrong about this game, and I was wrong about Raheem Mostert. When he is in there and he's gaining those chunk plays, five, six, seven yards on first down, opens up the playbook, unleashes the whole offense. When he went out, the 49ers could not move the ball the same way on offense at all. We did get to see a little Jermichael Hasty tonight, which everybody knows I'm a fan of. He did pretty good. He wasn't spectacular, but he moved the ball, he ran hard, and he held on to the ball, which was huge because the Rams were going for the strip pretty much every time he got it. Nine carries, 37 yards. 4.1 4.1 yards per carry. Excellent job by Jamichael Hasty. So we need to find out about him. We need to find out about Ben Garland, obviously, with a calf injury. Haronis Grasso came in for him at the end of the game. Center's an important position in Kyle Shanahan's offense. They make a lot of adjustments at the line of scrimmage. You don't know that Garasu's going to be able to make those. And we found out that Weston Richburg is not going to be able to come off pup when we thought. So that's a big injury potentially as well. Shocker, the 49ers have health issues. But we'll find out about those later this week. Tonight, enjoy the win. A nice divisional win. The 49ers were the underdog. They got to play the Patriots next week, which I don't know what Patriot team we're going to see because they look shaky as hell today against Denver. They didn't score a touchdown, I don't believe. Cam looked rusty after missing a bunch of time due to COVID. I know the Patriots' whole sort of schedule was disrupted because of COVID, so maybe they'll get back into a rhythm this week. But it's just nice. It's just nice to feel like maybe the 49ers have started to turn the corner a little bit. Maybe they've started to figure this thing out. You don't feel like they're going to be completely overmatched going into the Patriots game now. So much has gone wrong this season right from the get-go. It was nice to see the 49ers come right out of the gate, play the game exactly on their terms, and hold on to the lead. Who knows what happens next week, but for this week, let's just enjoy it. That's going to do it for this edition of the Niners Nation podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. If you like what you hear and hopefully you're in a better mood after this one than you were after last week, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation podcast network. If you leave a question in your review, I promise you we will answer it. Enjoy the win and stay safe, everybody. Everybody.